If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, did you know the Girl Scouts are the second largest cookie company in America with around $800 million a year in revenue? Wow. The only only company ahead of them is Oreo. Second, what's your favorite place for a drive-thru? Taco Bell is the fastest. Chick-fil-A is the most accurate the most common upsell at any drive-thru, you want to guess? Upsell at a drive-thru, uh, fr- french fries? Would you like to make it a combo? Make Oh, okay. Yeah, and finally in the world of food, what is your favorite meal? One thing most of us can agree on is... Pizza. Pizza, you're right. <laughs> most of us eat pizza three times a month, and the average American eats 180 slices a year. And close to 70% of us say it's the perfect uh, item for breakfast. Mm, yeah, breakfast pizza, absolutely. Cold in the box, you left it out on the stove overnight. Ooh. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, dude. <laughs> Food safety experts that listen are like, my senior just year, say no. Senior year of high school, I moved in, moved in with my dad. It was me, my dad, my brother. Three dudes. Three dudes, right? Yeah. So it was either breakfast every day was either cold leftover pizza from the night before, because we had pizza pretty much every night. We'd order pizza. To have pizza delivery, uh, and that it was either cold pizza or we'd stop and get the egg cheese biscuit muffin thing. Oh. It was one of those two things. I total, always tell Kevin like total his bachelor poor diet. body, and thank goodness his health <laughs> is so good now. And your wife cooks all these healthy foods for you all the time, every day. That was what we had. <laughs> That's rough. We, I can remember the moment my dad would go and look in the box. Like to see if there was a piece. <laughs> Is this breakfast like, oh, or are we going to go to the it, fast it was food em- place? Be empty. He's like, man, I keep telling you guys, throw these away. If they're empty, hurry it up. We got to stop it. up and get a break- breakfast biscuit. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> be honest. Do you ever catch yourself wondering if you're a good parent or not? Coming up in just a minute, <laughs> there are some skills that are a really good litmus for you, mom and dad. Okay. I think that you nailed it, though. Every parent wonders that from now and then. Every now and then. You ever catch yourself wondering if you're a good parent or not? Maybe every hour, <laughs> every minute. These skills are a really good litmus, litmus, mom and dad. If you uh, so, see if you match up with any of these. There's six skills. Number one, if you're a good listener, you're a good parent. And when kids feel heard, that creates a lifetime of trust. Number two, you lead by example. Treating people with kindness and respect and your kids get to model your behavior. Number three, you apologize when you need to. Number four, you know how to have fun with your kids. And uh, number five, you love your kids unconditionally. Six, you're consistent with expectations and discipline. And the final skill of a good parent is you show yourself some grace. Mm. Parents cannot do everything. And if you show up for your children every day, love deeply, parent joyfully, and give yourself grace, you, my friend, are a good parent. I love that. Be be consistent. Because it's funny, if you have multiple kids and, I don't know, with one, you're, you're inconsistent with how you delve out discipline with one or the other, or maybe reward one and not the other. The way that they call you out on it is with a three-sentence, three-word sentence. That's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> You can tell I have four sisters. That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) They will call you out on that like that. Do you like to know the story behind stuff? Like the story behind the song, that kind of thing. Totally. Well, Kev, I've got a a little edition of Taylor's The More You Know in a minute. And I found out more about the origins of Candyland. It's fascinating. I'll tell you about it next.
Do you remember the first board game you ever played as a little kid? For most of us, we would say Candyland. Yeah, that's probably true, right? Plumpy, Queen Frostine. Yes, I have fond memories of playing Candyland with your oldest daughter, Kev. Yeah? uh, With her big blue eyes and her her, uh, strawberry blonde hair. How old old was she when you were going to play? She was three. Four or five years old? Three? And she had already learned how to cheat (laughs) with Candyland. But um, I learned something new the other day. This is is Taylor's The More You Know. Um, Apparently... Candyland was invented during the polio epidemic in the 1940s. And there was this woman named Eleanor and she is a school teacher and she had polio herself. And she thought, I need something to help kids stuck in these hospital wards Hmm. uh, pass the time and feel entertained. And so she invented Candyland. So there you go. There's Taylor's The More You Know. (laughs) That's cool. that was fascinating. You should, you should challenge yourself to once a week do a segment. Sure. The more you know. Be happy to. The more you know. Taylor's the more you know. Because I thought of one that we could get listeners to pitch in with. And it's Kevin and Taylor's, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, like you always read, like, what was it last week? We're washing our armpits wrong. Yeah. Or we're storing our garlic wrong. You know, it'd be like Kevin Let's and Taylor's. garlic in the toilet. <laughs> Remember that? We learned that last week on the show. What? Yes. That is not what we learned. I totally had that in the news. The garlic in the toilet? You're, that's not where you store it. That's You're supposed to put garlic in the toilet to eliminate bathroom oh, odors. Oh, no, I'm talking about where you store it. I was like, what? <laughs> I was wondering why you were so vehemently Was this while I was away or something? No. We all decided let's put our garlic in the toilet. No. <laughs> I'm glad. We, I'm glad we clarified. You're that. cleaning your toilet wrong. You're doing it all wrong. No, I'm glad That's we clarified that because uh, I was making a mental note. <laughs> if, if Taylor invites me and Tracy over to dinner, do not go. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what else she's keeping in the toilet? <laughs> Boil your pasta in toilet water. Oh. <laughs> so, do you want another? Uh, the more you know. From t- Taylor's wow. The More You Know? You are super smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give us another one. I thought this one was fascinating. Okay. The time when the largest percentage of the world is sleeping is 5 p.m. Eastern. Approximately 75% of the people in the world are sleeping in that hour, even though very few of us here in the U.S. are mm. sleeping then. So there's Taylor's The More You Know. <laughs> So in Europe, it's like, what, 11 p.m. at that time. I mean, keep going, keep going east. It would only get like midnight later, 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 later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. is when the most people, the largest percentage of people in the whole world are asleep. It's interesting when your kids hit a certain age where they can really start teaching you some things. And my daughter, Amber, uh, taught my wife something the other day that I think was liberating for her. My wife has started uh, reading. She started reading a lot. She was never really a reader, um, which is interesting because she insisted that our kids become readers and they all are. Uh, And she's been getting book recommendations from people. And she was talking to Amber and she said, uh, I've been trying to make my way through this book and I'm on page like 200 and I'm just losing interest and I've got like 200 pages to go. And I just, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to finish it. And Amber said, mom, you're not required to finish that book. If it's just not doing it for you, you gave it 200 pages. Yeah. She goes, I give a book 100 pages, and if I'm not into it, I bail. She goes, you're free to put that book down. Donate it to Goodwill. Move on. And she was like, oh, my gosh, really? 
Okay. <laughs> That's so cute. Liberation. I think it's so cool that your wife has become a reader. That's been an aspiration of mine for years, as noted by all the books piled on my nightstand. <laughs> I'll tell you something I'm doing right now to try to become a reader in just a minute. So I wish I was more of a reader. I've tried and tried over the years. I have a entire nightstand all, both drawers, 100% full of books. Now they're stacking on the top of the nightstand. But my problem is staying awake. I just get so sleepy when oh, I read. Right, right. And so my latest trick, because I'm just trying to get in the habit, is a friend told me just about a good old novel. Just one of those novels where you can't resist turning the page. It's not a devotional book. It's not a biography. Just a good page turn. It's just one of those like, what happens next? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping it'll spark me into getting in the habit and mm. staying awake when I try to read. Okay, so you can mark today as something like, oh, yeah, I remember when Taylor told me about that. I remember the day it happened. Here's the deal. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so remember it used to be people would mail you snail mail, an invitation to a party. Yeah. And yeah. then you got evites. Right, now right. only you get evites. Yeah. Well, I saw the newest version of what's happening to the old-fashioned thank you note. I'll okay. tell you about it. It's going to be a thing of the past. This is going to be the day that we remember always. Yes. All right. Coming <laughs> I'll up next. tell you about it next. So do you remember back in the day, you would get an old school real invitation in the mail, mm-hmm. snail mail to a party yeah. or, or a wedding. Yeah, and they were always very um, ornate, right? Yeah. Now you, you still You'd go get, to get them made and be like, how much do they cost? Yeah. <laughs> now you still get beautiful wedding invite cards, but it basically has everything you need on the bride and groom's website. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's already changed a little bit. But you can mark my word today. Mark today on the calendar. That was the day Taylor told us. The new version of thank you notes. So say goodbye to snail mail, handwritten thank you note in the mail. So here's the deal. My niece Kaylee got married to Morgan on September 10th. And I all of a sudden hanging out, I get a text, a video texted from Kaylee. I'm like, what is this? And it even says, please stay till the end for a personalized message. And it is a gorgeous video that has a little clip of right when the pastor said, you may kiss the bride and Morgan dipped Kaylee. It was so sweet. Hmm. Um, And a couple of scenes, like pictures from their wedding. It keeps scrolling in this video. And then all of a sudden at the end, it's Kaylee and Morgan sitting on their couch, personally thanking me and Glenn for the gift we gave them for their wedding. Wow. And I loved everything about it. I thought I'd be like, what? What? No handwritten note. But it was perfect. And the other thing that was really funny, um, Kaylee had this hard, fast rule that they weren't allowed to use any gifts until the thank you went out. So it gave a motivation <laughs> to get but a custom video for every person that went to their wedding. How yeah. cool is that? Yeah. I wonder if the length of thank you. Uh, if there was a, a direct correlation to the amount spent on gift. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that was kind of short. Thank you for the gift card. <laughs> right, then that's it. I'm just <laughs> Real <kidding>. quick. <laughs> Taylor's just telling us about how the video thank yous are going to be like the next big thing. That's um, what I'm predicting, yeah. I, I don't know. I see a resurgence in the handwritten thank you notes. Uh, the, the young people in our lives, like our our. Our kids and their significant others are really good at sending handwritten 
thank you notes. My nephew Lance sent me a handwritten one, yeah. And we taught our kids to do it too. My daughter Amber has really embraced it. And I mean, she sends them to everyone. Aww, um, that's and, awesome. And she thinks that's how she got her current job. Because she followed up with a handwritten. A thank you. Yeah, thank it makes you know. a big impact because it's so rare. Yeah, she had it. She had the address written, the stamp on the envelope, going into the interview. Yeah, and she waited to write the thank you till afterwards, so she could personalize, you know, like something that happened during the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she dropped it in the mail, like on her way home from That's the interview. That's awesome. I I was always old school. Love the handwritten thank you note, but this video. And it, how personal it is and how they mm-hmm. have a message to me and Glenn specifically about what gift we gave them and how they're going to use it and everything. It totally made my day. They even made me laugh. Mm. So I, I never thought I would love the video. Thank you. But I think I'm digging it. Do you see yourself doing it? And will Glenn be a, a willing participant with you? Uh, no and no. Because A, <laughs> I despise being on camera. Can't stand it. And B, Glenn hates even just like... Babe, babe, please, can we get a picture just real quick? Can we get a picture? He's uh-huh. like, fine. Yeah, and I guess your niece and her husband, they're they're in the they're in the age group that grew up, like, constantly camera ready. Like, yeah, oh, yeah and they're a gorgeous couple. Selfie! So, yeah. Let's get a selfie. Yep. Just how much time do you spend in your car anyway? For parents of school-age kids, you spend so much time in your vehicle that 73% of you consider your car to be an extension of your home. Mm -hmm. Moms and dads say making memories, spending time with family, and sharing meals together gives their car a homey feel. Almost two-thirds of parents spend at least 30 minutes driving every day, with 12% spending uh, more than three hours a day behind the wheel just for your kids. Do you count sitting in carpool line as driving? Yes. <laughs> because that I think you do. It's where a lot uh, of people spend a lot of time. Yep. Just sitting 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 sitting. My, it was fine. my wife she she was never really the sit in the carpool line mom. It was a bus. There's a bus that comes right by our house. Why would I do that? And I guess cuz she was a stay-at-home mom. She had tons of time with them anyway. Whereas a lot of, if you're a working mom, that can be your you know, time spent with your kids every day. Coming up, what do you do if your kid doesn't have a date for homecoming? Hey, good news, mom and dad. This may be helpful. If your kid is skipping homecoming because they don't have a date, most Americans never went to a homecoming dance. Really? Yeah, they did a new survey and only 44% of adults did and just 52% went to prom. Uh, close to 75% if they did go, went out to eat at a restaurant ahead of time. Uh Going out with a group of big friends is always popular. Uh, 70% gave their date a corsage or a boutonniere. 60% went to a party afterwards. And uh, I just thought it'd be interesting. So if your kid is like, no one asked me, you can say, you're not the only one. And I'm so proud of my niece. Her hoko is this weekend. Mm -hmm. She is going with a group of six girls. They're like, so what? That we don't have dates. We're going to have fun. We're going. The six of them. I'm so proud of her. I've got a great story about um, homecoming and proms to share about. There was a young lady that didn't have a date for the prom. So I stepped up and asked her. And she said no. And I think you'll be surprised. Wait till you hear who it was. We'll talk about that in a minute. So I don't know if there's any more nerve-wracking experience in a guy's life than working up the nerve to go and ask a girl to the prom or to homecoming or something like that. And and I worked up the nerve to ask a special woman, special girl, to go to the prom. And I got a no, a flat-out no. We'll talk about that next.
ladies, if you're listening, especially if you're a young lady and some guy asks you to homecoming uh, or you know, prom when prom season rolls around, know that it took them a lot to work up the courage to stand in front of you and say, like, will you go to homecoming with me? It, it took a lot. So if you if the answer is no, let let them down easy because <laughs> mm-hmm. their heart's going to be broken. They're going to be crestfallen if you say no. And I have experience. I, I've been down this road before. Um, there was a young lady. Uh, she was a senior in high school. I had just graduated the year before. Um, but we were really great friends. I was very interested in not being in the friend zone. Um, <laughs> she was keeping me in the friend zone and she did not have a date for the prom. The guy that she had been dating for a couple of years, they had broken up at the beginning of that year. So she had no date. So I thought, well, you know, I'm in the friend zone. I can be a good friend and maybe it'll lead to something else. I worked up the courage and I said, Hey, I know, I know you don't have a, you don't have a date for the prom and stuff. I know you already brought the dress and you really, really want to go. So I'll, I'll take you. And the response was, no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> not not even no thank you, just no, nope, that's okay. That's okay. Ouch. Yeah, and uh she wound up she wound up going with with uh, somebody else. Now there there is a happy ending to the story. That young lady wound up being my we'll celebrate our 35th wedding anniversary in a couple of weeks. <laughs> but You kept pursuing, you won right. her over. I did not take that no. Okay, you might have said no to the prom, but I I'm I'm playing the long game here. <laughs> if you believe in the philosophy of playing hard to get, that could have been the smartest decision of her entire life. Yeah. To reject you. I wish I could say it was that, but I think it was more It of made like the a, hunt more interesting. I think it was more the social <laughs> hierarchy within our high school. We were in two distinctly different, very different crowds. So she basically didn't want to be seen with you. Yeah, yeah, that's kind Ouch. of what I'm saying. I mean, she was that's in the, even more. She was in the super. She was a pom pom girl, super preppy, super cheerleader. Super, oh, like, hey, are you guys gonna go to the football game? That that crowd, and the crowd I ran with wouldn't have been caught dead at a football game. So, mm. yeah, it was it, it was. I always tell people it was it was Danny and Sandy from Greece. That was that was us. Just fast forward to the '80s. That was us. So anyhow, we'd love to hear if you have a story of working up the nerve and asking someone to prom or homecoming, or maybe you were the one asked and you were like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go with this person, but I'd also don't want to break their heart. We'd love to hear your stories. Becky, we're talking about homecoming and prom and guys working up the courage and the nerve to to ask someone out. Do you have a good story for us? Yes, I was a senior in high school and a friend of mine asked me to go and I said, well... If Danny doesn't ask me, I'll go. <laughs> Ouch. Ow! Stab him in the heart. I bet you it still stings to this day. It does, but Danny didn't ask and I went. <laughs> and did you guys have fun? We did. We did have a good time. <laughs> have you heard about this new evidence on just how much the pandemic affected your kids? You know, I forget about this. Because it really is so in the past for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. But according to brand new research, there was a 26% rise in mental health care costs for children in the two and a half years following the start of the pandemic, mostly due to ADHD and anxiety. They say uh, children's mental health problems were on the rise before the pandemic started, but then the pandemic mostly worsened the emotional health and stress levels of teenagers. Huh, no kidding. Wow. You, you hear about it like with everything. Crime, oh, it's post-COVID. Or you know, people not going back to work, oh, it's post-COVID. Everything is still post-COVID. I wonder how long is it? are we going to be able to, to say, oh, draw a line 
from post-COVID to whatever the ailment or problem is. Yeah, I wonder if it's when these kids, the pandemic kids, finally graduate college. Hmm. Then we'll have a new wave of kids that didn't deal with a pandemic and Hmm. go to school at home online. You know, it's our favorite thing to say, Kev. We have the best... Listeners in the world. Yes. Well, our our producer Griff Hmm. said he has a really neat example of that in just a minute. Awesome. So uh, Griff has learned, I think, just like we have, the uh, listeners of the Kevin and Taylor show, best people in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. And you, you have a, a good example of it, Griff? Yeah, they're really cool, too, when they send gifts to me. <laughs> and that, that's what happened. You got a gift? I got a couple gifts. First well, off. Yeah, he said plural. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We mentioned that I won some MVP award thing here at the yes. radio station. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, company. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. guys mentioned it on the air. Company MVP. Someone heard that and sent me like a gift card to go get s- some lunch, some no food. Yeah, no okay. Just like they said, congrats, awesome. here's a gift card, way to go, we Look love it, we love the show. And then, uh, like a month ago, I told the story how I had this piece of mail in my mailbox here at the station, and it was right around my birthday, and I thought, oh, someone sent me a birthday gift. Mm-hmm. It was actually for my wife, yes, because my wife had given this lady some advice about the travel industry, and she okay. sent like a thank you gift card to Sarah for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came on the radio and talked about that, how my bubble was kind of burst, <laughs> that I thought I was getting a gift. It was really for my wife. Well, she heard that, that my bubble was burst, and we played it up the a little bit. Lady? Yeah. And she sent me a gift card. No way. To go to a sporting goods store and buy something, because wow. she felt bad. And she knows how much you love baseball <laughs> yeah, and yeah, sports yeah. in general. Yeah, so. Oh, that's so I didn't mean great. to make her feel bad. We were, you know, kind of having a little fun about <laughs> yeah, it. But no kidding. Hey, I'll take it. It was we great. We do have the best listeners yeah. in the whole just wide by, world. That's so sweet. Just by mentioning these things, by planting the seed, yeah. they made them happen. So, yeah. Let's, let's go down this road a little further. Boy, man, I love my car, but I would so love a Ferrari. <laughs> wow, I would love a Ferrari. You're yeah. aiming a little too high, I think. Uh, go big or go home, lady. <laughs> I would really love a Ferrari. That'd be great. I mean, not an everyday driver, but, you know, every once in a while, mm-hmm. just slip behind the wheel of a Ferrari. All that's going to happen go. from this, because he always says his phone is listening, he's going to get a million the Ferrari ads. ads. For- <laughs> Somebody's going to send me a Matchbox Ferrari. <laughs> That's awesome, Griff. I'm so happy for you. Okay, in just a minute, I want to talk to you about what did you stay up really late for? Maybe even missed a whole night of sleep, and it was totally worth it. We're going to talk about that (laughs) next. All right. Here's what I would like to ask you, because we've all done something like this. When was a time you stayed up way too late or all night long, and it was totally worth it? If you want to weigh in, give us a call. What got this on my mind is... Earlier today, uh, my niece, Ariel, who's a huge Elevation Worship fan, she got her all, last minute, a friend of hers was like, hey, my parents have tickets. Do you want to come? It's in Miami. And she lives in Jupiter. So it's like two hour drive. Mm-hmm. And so she went into work early so she could get out early enough. She's a pharmacist at a hospital. And they got to the concert on time. She had no idea there were 17 rows back. She said it was epic, best concert. She was sending me some photos. And then I said, was it worth it? And she said, it was totally worth it. And I said, how much sleep did you get? She said, I got in bed at 1 a.m., had to get back up at 5.40 a.m. to get to work. And she's like, it's okay, I'll sleep tonight. (laughs) And so what I would like to know, what was it for you? I mean, maybe you pulled an all-nighter and got an A on an exam. Maybe it was, I don't know, like... I don't know. Maybe you did like my parents. You stayed up all night so you could watch the space shuttle take off 
from Cape Canaveral, mm. Florida. What was it that you did? Way too little sleep, but totally worth it. And I wonder, well, your niece, she's a pharmacist. Will she be telling people as she hands out prescriptions today? <laughs> hey, please double check that and make sure it's exactly what it's supposed to be. <laughs> right. A little extra warning. Yeah. <laughs> Christina, we're talking about a time that we've sacrificed sleep, but it was totally worth it for the experience. What were you doing that you stayed up all night for? I stayed up all night watching the marathon of Law and Order. (laughs) (laughs) And that was worth no sleep? (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) By 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, I was like, okay, I need to lay down and go to sleep. And then another episode came on. I'm like, no, no. Wow. But, but you still say it was totally worth it. <laughs> it was totally worth it with my bag of popcorn, too. <laughs> <laughs>